Merry Christmas, everyone. And joy to the world. Hello, and welcome to Some Assembly Required, our podcast over here at Waynefleet BIC, where we discuss life through the lens of an Anabaptist perspective. So we are so glad you've joined us today. My name is Julie Adams, and I'm your host. I am joined by our pastor of discipleship and care, Pastor Trevor Main. Welcome, Trevor. Well, it's good to be here, Julie, and with everyone else. I should say that I am enjoying the podcast. I think it's so nice to have these opportunities to connect not only on Sunday mornings, but during the week. And so for me, usually on my drive into work, I'll turn on the podcast either on Monday, or sometimes I do it on Tuesday mornings, and just enjoy re- reviewing what mm-hmm. happened on Sunday and thinking through some of the thoughts that came out in the Sunday morning messages just a little further. Yeah, it's great to spread that through your week a bit too, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So we are, I would say, knee-deep or further in Advent, and um, we've been discussing gifts that we are given at Christmas time. So first we talked about hope, and then last week was love, and this week Pastor Trevor took on the topic of joy. Yeah, I wanted to say it was a joy to be able to talk about joy. (laughs) So, um, (laughs) that's funny. So... Can you tell us the difference between joy and happiness? How do you contrast the two? That comes up so frequently. And mm-hmm. even in this last last week at our staff meeting, someone kind of raised that thought that, oh, we all know the difference. We should all know the difference between joy and happiness. And I think in generally, generally speaking, people tend to define joy as a deeper, more profound, mm-hmm. constant experience of well-being, and contentedness and happiness is being something that's a little more fluffy that it comes Mm -hmm. and goes um, that it's it's here in the moment based on our current experiences but then happiness can subside i know that that is the generally accepted understanding of the difference between the two Mm -hmm. but i tend to keep them more closely together i think there's a lot more overlap between happiness and joy than we sometimes uh, like to believe, mm-hmm. but that's just what I've come to to understand and believe. Sure, yeah. Well, I, I would say that I've noticed that we don't often say things like, I'm so full of joy today, you would say, I'm happy. It's not a descriptive that we use, um, I would say, too often. No, I think maybe we save joy for more special occasions Mm -hmm. and uh, this is christmas and so joy becomes a a popular word at christmas yes that we don't hear quite as frequently the rest of the year that's right that's right so you talked about several things you told a really great illustration of a rescue on sunday and um yeah yeah so I, i brought in two stories on sunday and i thought it's helpful and i know the week before i was so surprised that pastor charlie used the same illustration i had been working into the message i was preparing for yesterday and i almost went and changed a whole another direction and i thought no in the end i think there's still a really good lesson here for us and it won't hurt us to revisit both stories mm-hmm. they're true stories and as they tie together there's some common ground that teaches us some very important things about salvation and they have a direct uh, effect on on joy. And uh, I noticed in scripture, because I struggled as I was thinking of the connection uh, between joy and happiness, and the thought, is joy always a constant? 
And I think as Christians, we, we can read in the Bible and see that the fruit of the Spirit, I know, mm-hmm. do you know what appears in that list? Julie? Yes, the fruit of the Spirit includes- is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. That's good. And folks, <laughs> she did that with no notes. <laughs> and so yeah, joy appears in that list of qualities that are produced in our lives uh, just by God's Spirit residing mm-hmm. in us. And so I think that's one of the reasons why we say joy is a constant for believers. It's just something that's there in the depths of our souls, uh, almost to the degree that we would say whether we feel it or not. Mm-hmm. Why is that one of the gifts God gave us? Joy. Well, I wonder if God's gifts, they're, they're good gifts. Mm-hmm. God's gifts are perfect gifts. Mm-hmm. He must know that that meets a deep need of our lives to be able to have joy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, um, I think if you've got, you know, maybe a focal point or something deep inside you that is a, a constant or a um, something you can always go back to, even in hard times, that that is just really a... A, a true gift, you know, and I think that joy is one of those that, you know, that you can find, find joy in something yeah. in our salvation specifically. Sure. Mm-hmm. Well, now with Christmas approaching, Julie, sometimes I think people might feel they have to work up joy, mm-hmm. like that they're supposed to feel joy. Yes. It gets a higher profile in the media and in songs. And even just reflecting on the fact, well, as a Christian, as a believer in God, joy is one of the fruit of the spirits. I should feel joy. Mm-hmm. And somehow we think we need to do something to work up great, a greater level of joy. Mm-hmm. There's pressure there. There's some pressure that. there. Mm-hmm. But what is Christmas, uh, what is the experience of Christmas like for everyone? Is it always full of joy? No, I would say no. And this year specifically, I would say a lot of people are casting about and seeking out joy because there are just fewer things that we look forward to that bring us happiness and joy this year. Yeah, our circumstances around mm-hmm. us have been challenging. Yes. And it kind of puts a damper on joy, yeah, perhaps. Yeah, it does. And when I read in scripture, because I wondered, well, is joy always a constant? Is it always we're full of joy as Christians? Or is there something that, that it can sometimes vary And I found it, in a way, comforting to read in Scripture that the levels of joy experienced by Christians were not always constant. They weren't Mm -hmm. always overflowing with joy, that that there was room for for an increase of joy in their lives. Mm -hmm. And it struck me when the Apostle Paul uh, wrote to the Philippian Christians in Philippians chapter 2, verse 2, he said, Make my joy complete by being of the same mind, having the same love, in being in full accord and of one mind. And so here's this man who's a believer that I believe mm-hmm. had the fruit of the Spirit, joy in his life, but he saw it was incomplete based on the circumstances around him and the way that other people were behaving. Mm-hmm. It influenced his joy. And so I think that's one of the factors that sometimes affects the level of joy in our lives. Mm-hmm. On the one hand, like this case with the Apostle Paul, it could be the way other people behave around us the other way the way people treat one another it's interesting to me that he said make my joy complete so it implies to me that it wasn't totally missing it was just turned down maybe he just well i think would like it to top up a little higher yeah and really that's all. <laughs> my prayer for people this christmas is i think everyone's level of joy won't be at the same place right and at the end of the service i ask people i ask you kind of put yourself on a scale of one to five are you more joyful or joyless 
-hmm. And wherever you fall on that scale, I think there's room for increase. Yes. That's great. That's a great thought. And that's a great way to, um, to check in. So if anyone out there who feels like they're lacking in joy, what are some practical things that we can do to um, top ourselves up? Yeah, well, that situation with the Apostle Paul, it's sort of beyond his control. Mm -hmm. He puts the plea out there. He says, you know, you folks, the way that you're uh, living your lives, please make my joy complete by being this way. And so that, if that's your case or my case, there's not much we can do other than encourage people to follow God God wholeheartedly. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, I think one of the other factors that diminishes our joy, or at least diminishes our experience of joy, is that we just get so distracted uh, by all of the things that are happening around us uh, Mm -hmm. that we become numb to the realities uh, that God has really blessed us in so many tremendous ways And so our joy decreases just because our recognition of what God has done in our lives decreases. Mm -hmm. Maybe our focus shifts. I think our focus shifts. Yeah. And when I told the story of the miners being rescued after being buried 69 days underground. Can you imagine? I can't. That's like like over two months. Two months of being buried alive. And I think that just sounds even worse when you say it that way. But when I watched the videos of these individuals being pulled up, being rescued out of the earth, coming out of this little tube, coming out of the ground, a a tube 21 inches wide, Mm -hmm. uh, and then seeing these individuals reunited with their loved ones, seeing the community just break out in cheers and rejoicing. Mm -hmm. When I watch those videos online, it it moves me to tears. I'm just happy for them to think these people were buried. They were almost, they, they thought they were in a hopeless situation. They could not be reached. And then at a great expense, a opening was made down to them and they were rescued through that and brought back up into, into the land of the living, into the land of light and air mm-hmm. and fresh food and fresh water. And so those people, when they came out of the ground, no one had to tell them to rejoice. No, I'm sure not. <laughs> it was spontaneous. Mm-hmm. And I, I think for you and I, Julie, and for those who are listening, that's what, that's what I think is ideal for us, is to let this spontaneous joy come out of our lives by recognizing that in an even greater way than those miners were saved, God has saved us. Mm-hmm. He saw that we were, we, were, we were imprisoned by our sin. Uh, we were walking in the dark. Uh, we were in a hopeless circumstances. And then God kind of drilled down through heaven, through space, through time, and broke a hole through that barrier of sin that separated us from God so that he could carry us from the dark into the light. What a great um, parallel. You know, that's a, that's a beautiful, beautiful example. Mm-hmm. And as we reflect on that, I think it just automatically, spontaneously uh, increases our joy. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So what are some ways that we can lend our joy? So maybe some of us are um, already feeling kind of topped up and quite joyful. How can we lend our joy to to others? What do you think? Yeah, well, for followers of Jesus, I think God always encourages us, having received the the gift of salvation, uh, to share it, to Mm -hmm. share the good news. Uh, the whole story of Jesus' birth is a good news story. It's a gospel story. And that's a story that as we're able to share that with those who are around us, 
letting them know that God loves them, that he sent the, his one and only son, Jesus, to be their savior, that that ultimately is, is spreading a joy, mm-hmm. a joy that lasts forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. That's great. Do you have any other closing thoughts today? I think I'd just like to refer to the key verse that I shared mm-hmm. on Sunday that I think is so beautiful, and it uh, um, identifies just our current situation, and it's from 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 8, and it says, Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy, for you are receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of of your souls. And my prayer for all of you this Christmas season is that your joy will increase as you look to Jesus as your Savior. Thank you, Pastor Trevor. That's a, that's a great thought and a great prayer. And um, yeah, we can pray that for, for others as well. Thank you very much. Um, if you are local to the Niagara area, we just want to remind you that we are having a drive through nativity, a live drive through nativity on Christmas Eve. So if you go to our website, waynefleetbic.info, you can register your vehicle for a time slot there. We are preparing, um, we've been busy preparing and working really hard at this and it's going to just be a really beautiful experience for you and your family. So we hope you join us. And if you're not in Niagara, please feel welcome to pass the information along. Um, If you need to get in touch with me about a podcast suggestion or any feedback, you can reach me at julie at waynefleetbic.com. And if you'd like to get in touch with Pastor Trevor um, with any thoughts or comments or just to chat, you can reach him at trevor at waynefleetbic.com. So we hope and pray that you have a wonderful week and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye for now.